welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. Today we're talking a little bit about celebration of lives, and and as you're doing a celebration of life, what are some of the elements that are involved in it? And we're not really going into deep, deep detail, but we're talking a little about what it would be or what we're talking about when we're talking about a celebration of life. So doing a celebration of life, you have a few choices as you're doing that portion of your funeral service or memorial service. The basis of a celebration of life is, number one, sharing of memories. Sharing of memories. You can do memories. You can do them live. And in this COVID world today, as we have limited number of people that can that can attend a service, you, you can do a Zoom and you can have people share their memories live, actually. That way they can participate in a Zoom meeting or a Zoom memorialization of a life. You can do a Facebook Live where people can type in their comments and then you could have a narrator at the service actually maybe share those memories. Or for those people that are present and that are maybe being videotaped or gonna watch the service later, those people that are in the, in the audience can actually stand up and they can share their memories of that person. There's a few other ways of sharing memories. You can have people write in in advance. For example, if you're on a website where there's been an obituary place, you can go to that obituary and you can type in a memory. And then prior to the service, your funeral director can print off those memories. And during that service, that can they can be read. Or uh, another way is sending some memories with the participants that are going to be at the service and then having a moment during the service where there are those memories are being read. Uh, lots of different ways of being able to share memories. Another one that we've done in the past as well as you, as people are coming in to the chapel or coming into the service, there may be a piece of paper by the door as people come in and you can take that piece of paper and you can write a memory and you can leave it there and maybe not share it at the service, but for the next of kin, the spouse, they can have that memory later. And as they go home and they're sitting at home and going through, they can read your memories that you put. I like going to a wedding and you're doing a wedding registry and you're writing a memory. You're doing a, a funeral registry, essentially, and writing of a memory at the, at the funeral. Another portion, another element of a celebration of life is reading the eulogy. And a celebrant, what they would call that is giving the life story. So there's two different parts. There's either a eulogy that's usually read by a minister or whoever a traditional officiant is. And they read a eulogy which talks about where they were born, their full name, who they were born to, place of birth, 
year of birth, where they maybe lived for a little bit, what they did for work, who they're survived by, date of death, that type of thing. And so that's that's you know, that that is a typical traditional eulogy, and that maybe lasts you know maybe about uh, two or three minutes at the most. Or you can have a life story that's done by a celebrant, and a celebrant will go will have a different approach. And they try to, rather than just reading dates and facts and figures, what they try to do is they try to bring to life what that person did during their life. And that's going through and they'll still talk about dates and facts and figures, but then they'll flush that out some more. And they'll be talking about when they were living, say, in Portland, Oregon, going to grade school at Astor Grade School, some of their friends were and they'll talk about the two or three of their friends and they might talk about they love to do riding of bikes and they would go down to max market and and they'd spend their quarter that they got each day instead of taking it to the grade school and buying lunch they took their 35 cents instead of buying hot lunch they went to max market and they bought you know hostess pie and a couple candy bars and a soda yeah all for 35 cents and that would be something that would be a memory that the celebrant will have interviewed family members and some friends and gathered that information so that they can round out the memory of that person, round out their life. And if you're thinking about it this way, the best celebrant at the end of the service, the best compliment that the best celebrant can receive is as people came up to them after thirds at the end of the service and said, how long did you know him? Or, you know, I didn't know Bob, but now I really feel like I knew Bob. And those are the two best compliments you can get as a celebrant is people saying, wow, I didn't know you were Bob's friend. Well, maybe I wasn't, but we felt like we know Bob so much at the end of the service, and that's the difference. And now we've covered how it is being officiated, the difference between being officiated by a, cer- a celebrant and being officiated by a, a minister or a traditional uh, officiant. And there's nothing wrong with either or. And I want to make sure I emphasize that. There is truly nothing wrong with saying you want to have an ordained minister or a traditional officiant or a celebrant to be the officiant. It's just what did, again, what did Bob want? How would it be best to honor Bob's life type of a thing? Or what does the family need the most? And that's how you tell the difference between whether you want to have a celebrant or a traditional officiant. And if a person's life Maybe if they spent, if a religion was very particular for them and they were very passionate about the religion and they want to have more of a religious service, then absolutely, by all means, make sure you honor that person by having a pastor, uh, an ordained, ordained minister, that type of thing. If a person was maybe more spiritual, but it didn't attend a specific religious institution and it was more important to have their life story written and 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 talked about and maybe only about 10% about religion then the celebrant is absolutely the best way to go as well
And so those are the two differences. For the actual service and, and ideas for doing the actual celebrating of their life, lighting a candle, having a life candle at the front. If you have maybe a large candle at the front of the room, wherever you're having that service, and have a couple smaller candles on either side, and maybe having their children come up, light their individual candles, and then light the big candle, similar to like what you do at a wedding when you take two and go to one. That's a great way to be able to uh, celebrate a person's life is to light the one main candle to begin and then to, to, to put that candle out at the end. Or maybe during a service, as everybody you know, has a candle very similar to like during Christmas and everybody sings Christmas carols and goes around and lights candles. Well, it get, it's a really great way to show the impact on people's lives if everybody that knew and loved that person that's passed away lights a candle. And then you look in the audience and you see all of that warmth and all of that light and realize just how many people that person touched in their life. Listening to personal music. So like at the service, if you were to have, uh, maybe they love the Beatles, you know, maybe they loved Journey and it's going to be a rock concert rather than a traditional hymns that's okay you know if that's what the person is more about then that's what you should have and you know what maybe they're like me where they have all kinds of different music that they like well maybe have two or three different styles maybe have a traditional hymn maybe have a journey you know song you know if that's what they liked and then maybe have you know, a Latin um, romantic music type of a thing. If that's what the person loved, play that music. And that is something that really brings that person's spirit, brings their presence and their feeling alive at the service. Showing a video, which is like photos of the person or even a video. Having the video being played at the service, if you take some of the pictures, and you have the picture showing, you can take some of that music and play it along with the video as the pictures are coming and going. And that's a great way to be able to celebrate a life. And they call that a tribute video is what they really kind of what they calling that today. An online obituary, we touched briefly on that so that people can go and they can leave their condolences online, especially in this COVID world you know, where you can only have Sometimes 25, sometimes 50, sometimes 100, and maybe now you're back to 25, maybe you're back to 10. You know, you never know. And so having an online obituary is a really good way so that people across the United States, especially that can't travel and can't travel during COVID, especially, they can go online and they can leave a condolence online. And the last thing we want to talk about is maybe showcasing of hobbies. You know, if you're at a service and there's going to be an in-person service, you can have some of their hobbies and things on a table. So as you're coming in, maybe they love to quilt. Maybe they love to do woodwork. Maybe they love to do leather. Maybe they're a painter. Have some of those things present during the service. If they were a veteran and they still have their uniform and maybe they don't fit it, <laughs> like me, well, you can always have the uniform. They're hanging and people can see the uniform. But having all of those, uh, some of those hobbies and things that they did present is great. And if it's going to be an online service, make sure 
that during the service at some point that whoever's recording it can bring and, and pan over the different ho hobbies that the person did. And that is something that you can do and share um, as well during that service. Hopefully this gives you some ideas. It's, uh, it's a lot. We didn't go into depth. We could have really drilled down into a whole lot of things, but this gives you a really broad overview of some ideas for a celebration of life. Make sure you talk with your funeral director and they, they are the ones that are knowledgeable about what they can provide and what they can do. Uh, ask them. I mean, I, I, it's a really kind of a touchy thing as you're working with families because they're grieving and I don't at all ever want to come across like I'm trying to be a used car salesman and trying to push something on somebody while they're grieving at all. But without informing, they can't make a decision. And so if, if your funeral director, if you feel like maybe they're holding back a little bit, it's because they care about you and they don't want to push you. But yet you need to have that information to have an informed decision to, to have a service. So ask them those questions. One of the best things to do is take what we talked about, jot it down on a piece of paper and go into your funeral director and just say, hey, here's some things I heard about. Can you help me with these? And they'll be thrilled to help you.